Hello and welcome to Reflecting on Marquette, a five-part podcast series featuring Marquette University seniors reflecting on their college experience. Well, until now. In episode three, we're flipping the script and talking to Noelle Douglas, a freshman in the College of Arts and Sciences. A year ago this month, Noelle didn't know what college she'd end up at, but she did have a dream school, Brown University, an Ivy League school she applied to Brown on a whim. In high school, she had great grades and was heavily involved in extracurricular activities, but she had no family or legacy connections out east. Why would they pick her over anybody else? Decision day came when she was on a hiking trip in Las Vegas. She took a break to look down at her phone, and her eyes lit up. She got in. I just remember having a little powwow with my family, and they were just so happy. Like, they just kept saying, we're so proud of you. They They were just excited for me. That was the coolest thing, is that applying there was never, never a family thing, never an expectation thing. They just knew for me that, that is what I they've known I've wanted that for a long time is I want to be somewhere where I'm just like using my mind all the time and just creating and writing and thinking about things and arguing. It was a dream come true. Her dream school. She was an Ivy League caliber student. So why is she in Milwaukee? We were expecting significant help with school and they came back with $2,000 a year. Going to going east was going to cost almost $300,000, and I could not. There's no part of me that says that that could be worth, like, that practically I'm a pretty financially-minded person. I didn't think that I could do that. According to Brown's website, the current cost of a four-year tuition is $280,000. So that $2,000 a year gift from Brown would have cut her total collegiate debt down to two hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars i guess that's all that brown could do for her when i got that that's when i knew i knew immediately i mean and my parents tried to they had like they had set amounts that they were going to give to each because i have two sisters that they were going to give to each of us and i remember them sitting me down and saying like we will help you we will we will we will do more than we've said because we know that you have like a different what you want for your life and stuff than your sisters like we can we can work this out and I just like there's just like a pit in my stomach of it just doesn't feel like it's meant to be she kept holding out hope though on the day everyone in her high school wore their college t-shirts she wore all black both mourning her impending decision and wanting to remain anonymous in a student population mostly attending Illinois State but that waiting period eventually had to end And that day came April 30th at 11.50 p.m., 10 minutes before the college deadline. And as she sat staring into her dimly lit computer screen in the darkness of her room, she knew she finally had to make a decision. And she was coming to Marquette. At that moment, was that the hardest decision that you'd ever made? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because... I think it was especially hard because I never thought I would have to make that decision. I knew applying to go to Brown, there is 5% of applicants across the world. The most amazing people you'll ever meet are applying there. And I'm and so I told everybody, I didn't tell, I told, I think I maybe could count on two hands how many people I told that I applied, first of all, outside of my family, because 
I just never wanted it to be like that because I'm like, I'm probably not going to get in. And that's fine. So it was just like such a sub- – it's almost worse that I did, that I had to make that decision. And it's still a decision that weighs on her mind. I had the most of a regret in choosing Marquette than I ever have actually this Easter break. There are days where I'm in classes here and I really wish that I was in just a really, really academic environment because I think I have a personality like that. And I think that Marquette is a great school, but it's not to the caliber of being in such an academic place like that. Marquette is a lot more focused and academic of a school than most of the schools in the country. It just so happened that I was choosing between a Marquette level school and then schools that are even a step above that, but you pay the price of, literally pay the price of $300,000. When I denied my acceptance to Brown, I wrote them not a nasty, but a pretty snarky email. Like what they, they said, like, do you care to give us a note? And it was just like, you guys hand wrote me a letter about why you picked me to attend your school, what you were impressed by in my application, like why you know me as a person. And then it comes down to finances of you will not support me. Like we did three appeals for financial aid and you won't, you care about who I am as a person. You think that my mind is going to help you help change the world and then you won't give money. But through all the questioning, grief, and worries. She still says, at the end of the day, she's happy. Or at least as happy as she can be. Are you happy? Yeah. I I think this is a really hard question to answer freshman year. I wonder how many people will look you in the eye and tell you that they're happy, without a doubt, freshman year. Because whether it's doubts from leaving home and, like, leaving or academics, like having chosen you. I'm lucky enough to say that my major has not been overwhelming. It's been more underwhelming. And that's kind of why I'm not content and wishing I had gone other places. But I think I'm happy. I think it's it's fine. Noelle is definitely not alone. She's not the only freshman to doubt her college decision. But how do you know when a college truly isn't right for you? According to Ann Griffin, an associate director of undergraduate admissions at Springfield College, quoted in a USA Today article, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. College should be a rewarding experience on the social, extra, and co-curricular and academic front. It should not be a continually overwhelming, frustrating, or unsatisfying experience. But Noelle has no plans to leave. Do you plan on being here all four years? Yes. And that stems from her ability to look towards the future. I am very hopeful about what's ahead. I'm hoping that I will be having the opportunity to perhaps do less Aspen, to go abroad if that works out, having things that are different, taking a little bit more focused, harder classes. That's what I'm excited about. I'm happy because I don't feel like this is the end. I have sad moments. I have moments where I get choked up about remembering that Brown was there and now it's not. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like the end. It's certainly a positive outlook, making the best of a situation she calls not ideal. But thoughts still creep in her head from time to time. What if? I'd read a lot. I'd be in the library a lot. But I'd be different. 
I'd be I'd be quieter. I'd have a few close friends that I'd hang out with. I wouldn't party. I'd spend a lot of time in the city. I'd walk around Providence a lot. Providence is beautiful. I'd take the bus to Boston by myself. I'd be a lot more urban, I think. You like that version of you more? Maybe. But I think I still have time in my life to be that version of myself. But throughout her first semester, she's made a realization. College isn't just academics. It's so much more. I think for me, the biggest thing is I think that I have goals and things that I want for my life and things I want to achieve and be successful in. But I'm realizing more and more in college ever that there are other things, there are other ways to like relax other people to get to know that are going to enrich me, are going to enrich my life so much more than just nose to the grindstone all the time is going to do. So my sister, when she graduated, she was older than me, five of the six of her valedictorians in their high school graduation speech, which granted it's high school, but I don't know, I see, I had the opportunity to hear this said, I wish I had had more fun in high school. Five of the six of the valedictorians were up there talking about regrets. And I think I, at that time I was a little sophomore, like Brown was like a little lingering memory or like even being really competitive. And well, I mean, I always had in school, but that idea was just beginning to bubble of like what that would eventually turn into. But I still for a minute was like, you know, you're right. Like no matter how successful I am, how great school goes. If I don't have times where I can sit back and say I'm happy, no matter what I got on this test, no matter what job I got, what internship I got, I want to I want to fill college with people who make me feel like even when I didn't do something that I could someday again or that it wasn't right or I think that's my biggest thing not to regret is being so focused on the future that I miss out, especially socially here. I think that would suck. It's funny. For the first two episodes of this podcast, we discussed two people, Stephen Brennan, who came into college hesitant, not knowing what the future would hold. But they were excited. If you asked them the same questions back then, you'd probably get the similar answers to Noelle's. Scared, questioning, hopeful. And as they reflected on their four years, it made them remember all the good times, bad times, friendships, and breakups along the way. I can't ask Noelle to reflect back, but I did ask her to reflect forward. I will either be really excited and really hopeful or just really worried and really scared that I fucked it all up. Because I think that a big part of my life job search application to grad school law school if I decide like if that's something that I want to do is gonna kick in at that point I think any worries or fears that I have right now everything's either gonna work out great and it's gonna be fine I'm gonna be excited or it's just gonna be like what the what did I do I don't know how do you avoid the worry 
people tell you just get involved in as much as you can get the right internships do the work the right summer jobs fulfill the right opportunities and I think that those are all valid I'm gonna try and do that but I'm also gonna really try and assess if I'm happy with what I'm doing because I'm not going to have any fear if I like get to the end of the day and I'm like this is what I this is what I love to do like I got a degree in it and I'm just looking for jobs and maybe they won't turn up yet but they'll come sometime okay, I don't know so, no no so you right 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 what is the right internship what is the right summer job like what does that mean to you to me just a name that people know or I don't know what it is. That's where it's this intangible decision. Maybe saying that out loud makes me realize that it's like not a real thing. Especially because this this goes back, but a lot of people told me that obviously going to Brown was the right thing to do. If you get into Brown, you go because there are a million people. Not, there are not a million people, that's so dramatic. There are a lot of people who it is a non-negotiable choice. Why the hell would you not go? It's the right thing to do. And I didn't make the right choice. Oops. Thanks for listening to episode four of Reflecting on Marquette. I'm Nathan DeSutter.